Hey, retro lovers. Welcome to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast, where we talk all about pop culture, retro toy collecting, and nostalgia. And now, here are your hosts, Alex and Brandon. So as you know, this uh, past weekend, our past week, I had off for February break for teaching. Yeah, because you have that really crazy job where you get time off, but then they demand so much during your work days. I know. I, I love it, but hate it. It's it's great, but again, it, sucks. It's a catch-22, that's for sure. Oh, of course. There's, there's the pros, there's the cons. You take the good, you take the bad. What do you have? The facts of life. <laughs> But uh, so, you know, on Friday, uh, a couple of friends and I, we actually drove three hours One to way. New Jersey. It was three hours, ended up being six hours round trip, all for the love of the Rainforest Cafe. Gotta love those monkey sounds. Oh, they were so great. The elephants, the monkeys, the tigers, the bears. Oh, my. I have a distinct memory of walking through the mall and just hearing the sounds of the rainforest cafe oh, like the, just, the chirping and the birds yes and just yeah. walking by it and being like i want to go in there and mm-hmm. eat and my parents and grandparents or whoever was with us like they always be like not today you know like because it was expensive like it was yeah. imagine the overhead on trying to keep that restaurant in that business water bill and the irrigation <laughs> which that that's one thing that amazed me the construction inside of rainforest cafe mm-hmm. like there is a definite plan that goes into that and it's replicated in almost every single rainforest. Yeah, I mean, I think they have to just start with an empty space and have the same build-outs. Although, what I noticed is that not all rainforest cafes' entrances are built the same. Are they not? No, some of them have, like, the mushroom at the beginning, and some oh. of them kind of just look like a tree canopy. Hmm. I had the one that was a tree canopy. What did you have? So, the one in New Jersey... It was kind of mushroomy, but it was like the ceiling outside was too low. Oh. That it just looked like a tree canopy. But I remember growing up, like near going to West Farms Mall, mm-hmm. and there was just this giant mushroom dome that you could see as soon as you went into the mall, across like the entrance in the hallway, you would see the entrance to Rainforest Cafe and just mm-hmm. opened up into this humongous jungle. Okay. So the one at the mall by us was definitely the tree entrance. We did not, I don't remember a mushroom at all. Mm-hmm. So, but I always thought it was the coolest thing. Um, I was obviously very distracted every time I tried to eat, anytime mm-hmm. we went there. But I also remember, I think it was the first time I ever finished a, like, okay, I was a tiny kid, right? Tiny, mm-hmm. tiny kid. Could not even finish like a cheeseburger from McDonald's most of the you? time. No. <laughs> I finished my fries. You, my horse. <laughs> um, I remember there's actually a picture of me because I finished my first little personal pizza. <laughs> they took a picture of me holding the plate. <laughs> Why am I not surprised about this? Like, I, I remember having a very similar picture <laughs> of when I finished my first pancake. <laughs> I think I was one. <laughs> Just... Chocolate chips smeared all <laughs> over the face, you know, oh like how I eat God. when I'm like now. Yeah, I can see that happening. But I was just gonna say, so you know, uh, my Less buddies and I, my, my boys, <laughs> we uh, we drove down to Rainforest Cafe. It was six hours round trip. I was very disappointed. I couldn't get the day off. I know you were supposed to come with us, but then, darn, you couldn't. Oh no, I had to but, work. Uh, we we really the whole reason we went was to get the souvenir glasses. Obviously. And I remember we uh, we went in, we ordered one of uh, the nice cocktails that they have. Okay, you got to tell me the difference between Rainforest Cafe as a kid and then Rainforest Cafe as a legal drinking age adult. Oh, it's so much better. <laughs> um, I mean, I think we got there and we all ordered like one, one like a margarita. Yep. Or it was called the Cheetorita. Oh, And fancy. then we finished that. <laughs> and then we ordered something else. Uh, it was another Rainforest pun. But it was a uh, oh, it was like a frozen pina colada thing, uh-huh. and we all agreed that if we got if we would do it again, we'd get that first. Not because it was stronger, but the frozen slushiness. It was so thick; it just sat so heavy. Oh, it was a thick and one. And trying to pound a frozen drink. <laughs> we all had like we had all just eaten this like a spicy meal, like whether it was like the pasta lie, which is by far one of the best dishes at Rainforest Cafe. Okay. Or the Korean barbecue stir fry. Mm. So our mouths are burning. We get this frozen beverage and we could not drink it fast enough. 
I felt like we were like shoveling with spoons into our mouth. <laughs> like we were trying to eat frosty at Wendy's. <laughs> but it's a uh, boozy frozen yeah. pina colada. And so we we misread the the menu. So in about like an hour and a half, we had like nine different empty cocktail glasses. Oh, that's nice. On the uh, maybe two hours, but we had nine glasses on the table, and we're like, yeah, we get to take all these home. And then they just let us go with one. And apparently uh-huh. that your first drink is $14 and the second one are like $11 refills. So that means that the glassware is only three bucks. Well, yeah. I mean, if so by that logic and the mathematician in me, I'd go back and I just open and close a tab every time I wanted a drink. Hey, that's not a bad idea. They have one in Nashville, right? Yes, they do. So when we go down to Nashville, we're going to go into Rainforest Cafe Heck and get yes, some more glassware. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so then we actually had asked them if they could put the third cocktail in like the to-go cups that had like the big animal heads on it. Oh, yes. And they're like, no, we can't. They're technically to-go cups and we can't put beverages in to-go cups. And I was like... Like, a, like boozy beverages and I think cups. I think the waiter like saw the logic going in our heads because we had decided that, like, well, if he just brings it here, like what's to stop me from putting the beverage inside there? I'm still going to sit here and drink it. Mm-hmm. But he would not bring like to-go cups oh. until like we were checking out. Oh, so he had you pegged. He's like, these are yeah, these he guys. He knew we were some troublemakers. Mm. But yeah, so Rainforest Cafe, as an adult, I think it definitely loses that mysticism as a child. But as an adult that grew up going there as a child, the nostalgia factor is like times 10. Okay. And one of the things was I will say was really cool. You know, we went at like 1130 on a Friday. Mm-hmm. There were some families there with kids. And it was really cool to see the different ways that kids reacted to what was going on in the restaurant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whether it was like the, oh my gosh, an elephant or monkeys, I'm afraid. <laughs> like it was like we had this one kid that every time the thunderstorm went off, mm-hmm. he would like grab his head. Aww. He would put the, his hands on his ears. And he, I think he was like terrified. Oh, Like this kid, kid is scarred from this restaurant. Oh, man. Meanwhile, he has like an infant brother who's like looking at him laughing. <laughs> and it was like funny because oh, no. like the toddler is terrified and the infant is laughing at the toddler's like just fear. <laughs> well, now the younger one knows how to how to get at his older sibling. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. But we were able to time the thunderstorm in the Rainforest Cafe down to the second. Which is crazy because as a kid, I don't ever remember it being like routine. No, well, you know? when you're a kid, you're also not paying attention to that. Oh, heck like, you're no. You're so distracted, like ADHD up the wazoo mm-hmm. of everything that's going on at the Rainforest Cafe. But when you're an adult, you start noticing the patterns. So we sat like right next to where like the trough is that like drains off the mushroom. And so all of the, the water that would drain into the mushroom would then come up and be steam. Oh, okay. That was the telltale time that, up. Oh, it must have been the incremental time because then the steam would go up. The monkeys would go off. You'd hear a little rustling and then thunder and lights. Oh. And it was a pattern. The thunderstorm at the Rainforest Cafe in Edison, New Jersey goes off every 20 minutes. That's a lot of thundering. Yeah. We were there for about two and a half hours. Mm. So that's why we, we were able to get down to like the minute. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. Oh, yeah. We were like, and cue the thunder. We're like, it must be 132. Oh, I like, can see we, all we of knew. you doing that. I can see all of you guys doing that. That was the you weird thing. Funny. That it, it didn't go off on like a zero. It mm. went off at like 112, 132, 152, 212. It was just weird to go off on the twos. So I'm wondering if there's like a, a switch that they flip in the back. Oh. That like turns it on. Oh, or is there a timer that's built in? Like, there has to be some kind of timing mechanism. And mm-hmm. I wonder, is it like an overall thing or a daily thing? I would guess that it's got to be like a daily thing. Like, you switch it off at night when mm-hmm. you close down. But then when you come in in the morning, you're getting ready. When everybody's, yeah, you're ready to open, then just switch it on. So it, it could, could happen could at like imagine, a one. Like, if it, if it was an overall thing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like the Rainforest Cafe, like, I don't know, maybe food poisoning took over the kitchen. The kitchen can't open for the day, right? Mm-hmm. So now half that part of the mall is like run down and dead. You're working security and all of a sudden you just hear like the monkeys and the elephants going off. (laughs) (laughs) You like night at the museum except night at the mall. That'd be pretty good. Night at the mall. You could do a mix of Paul Blart Mall Cop and Night at the Museum. Ooh. That might be a good movie. (laughs) Adam Sandler, we're we're putting this out to you. Mm -hmm. And Ben Stiller. And Ben Stiller and Kevin James. Mm Mm-hmm. After we were leaving 
Rainforest Cafe. We, uh-huh. we planned this to just be like three hours there, three hours back. We discovered that the new U.S. flagship store for Toys R Us was 20 minutes away from where we were and in the direction we were traveling. Oh, of course it was. So we had to go hit the American Dream Mall and we uh, went to the new Toys R Us. You had like, you had, there were like stacks on stacks of Castle Grayskulls there oh, too yeah. and everything, the right? The sheer volume of everything that was in that Toys R Us was mystifying. Hmm. I will say it seemed like it was all toys that we've already seen in Target and Walmart. Okay, so it was just a collection of the really fun ones, but like high volume collection. Yeah, it was like all like the main toy lines and some smaller toy lines too. Okay. But it was everything that we've seen, but six to eight months ago. Oh, So I'm wondering how that worked out. Because like stuff that we were looking for at like Target and Walmart, part of like the He-Man lines and the Transformers lines, they completely sold out like instantaneously. Like I remember. In mass stock at Toys R Us. Hmm. I remember when we got... Castle Grayskull, we found it as a fluke in Walmart on your birthday one year. There was like only one left. I would just walked around the corner. I was like, oh, here's a Castle Grayskull. And you like busted butt around that corner to oh, yeah. grab I, it I, off the I shelf. If I could have like gone through and like left like a print in the uh-huh. wall, I would have. Yeah, it was pretty intense. So, and you had sent me a picture just when you were down there that they had stacks on stacks of Castle Grayskulls. Oh, yeah. So that's what I'm wondering, like where... Like these toys, just like were they bought by Toys R Us a while ago, and this is Canada stock that didn't sell, mm-hmm. or like w- what's the story behind this? Because you know we haven't really seen a lot of Castle Grayskulls in Target and Walmart. No, at least not in our area. I don't know if, if anyone else is seeing them. Though. I wonder if they if with such high volume, could do they sell online and ship now? I'm pretty sure. Like I know BBTS has, or like stuff. through. No, I mean like through Toys R Us because Toys oh. R Us owns these ones right now. So like, do you have to travel to yeah, I don't the know. flagship store? Because I feel like that's kind of counterproductive for them to be able to actually move product. I will say it was nice to see like Toys R Us carrying like some big box names mm-hmm. again. I feel like the Toys R Us that are in the Macy's are carrying not not the Melissa and Doug is not a good toy brand. Yeah, but they're like baby toy brand. Yeah, and they look like the cheap wooden toys. Okay, see, I think wooden toys are really cool and not cheap. So I'm not, I'm not trying to knock the wooden toys, but you know, like that, like the craft quality looking. Oh, toys. okay. Like they, they might be high quality, but they look like very crafty. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like they were home, uh, like you don't want to say homemade isn't a bad thing, but like less skill work they put into like it. They look like something I could have made in the garage. That's the thing. It's like, I feel like that's what we're seeing at the Macy's Toys R Us. But the actual Toys R Us at the American Dream Mall, phenomenal. And then one last thing I have to say about American Dream Mall. They had the Nickelodeon Universe, like, amusement park inside the mall in a DreamWorks water slide. Yeah, that looked insane from the pictures that you sent me. So we're taking a trip and we're going to bring our swimsuits and go to the water park because we are children. Oh, yeah. We already planned that in the next trip that we're going down. You're allowed to come, by the way. Oh, thanks. Um, we're going to go to uh, the Nickelodeon Amusement Park, the Dreams Work Water Park first. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to drive to Rainforest Cafe. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of today's podcast. I'm very excited for this. We are talking about our top five animated Disney movies, not by Pixar. From 1991 to 2000, there's a lot of lot of like little things in that. Yeah, there's a lot of qualifiers in there. But I feel like if we were to say top five Disney movies from the 90s and to like 2000, oh, the list would be huge. It'd be so huge, and it'd be so easy just to put in like what Monsters Inc., Toys, Toys, uh, I almost called Toys R Us, <laughs> Toy Story. Uh, like it'd be so easy to put in like the Pixar movies right at the top. Well, and- that and like the ones that you know, are so popular, of course you have to include them. Like Like Atlantis. Yeah, obviously. Treasure Planet. Like, those movies are on a whole other caliber of animation. Oh, they're iconic. They're, they're superb. I think because, you know, Atlantis was so good. Mm -hmm. uh, Treasure Planet's animation was amazing. I thought Road to El Dorado was also a Disney movie. Yeah, because it looks like it should be one. It fits right in with that style. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. No. So th- that's why there like, are a little bit of stipulations here. Like, I wanted to not include Atlantis, which is kind of bad. Cause I, I actually did want to include Atlantis. Yeah. Because Atlantis was on my original list, <laughs> but it's a 2001 movie. And I'm glad you said something before this podcast, because Atlantis was my number one pick. And I, I, I know uh, you love it. It was, it was going to be a real issue if I found that out on the on camera. <laughs> that I know, but, we but, but no it. Milo, no Kita, uh, none of that. 
So sad. I know. But so 90s to 2000, mm-hmm. we're given like a 10 year, 11 year span. Yep. To talk about movies that are produced by Disney, not the Pixar ones. Yes, not the Pixar ones. Yes. Okay. I wanted in house productions. Okay. I'm pretty sure that I did all right with this, these qualifiers. I think I only have one that might cause raise some questions mm. so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first i'm gonna I'm let you go first <laughs> all right so my my fifth pick number five coming in hot number five yeah one two three four five <laughs> six seven eight nine ten so 11, it's technically 12. not animated <laughs> but it doesn't only include humans so like mary poppins not quite, though. That's that would have been good. Stuff. No, no, <laughs> no. But I know what you're going for with that, mm-hmm. with the with the chalk scenes. Um, I was, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like animals. No, yeah, like the chalk scenes that they walked into, and so it's like Beethoven. In. Then no, it's more like you could take these characters that aren't human and animate them, and people have. Wait, but wait. can I ask a question? Yeah. Have there been cartoons including these characters? Yes. Have they been babies? Yes. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about then. Okay. Yeah. Do you know which one? Because there were two released in the time span that we were talking about. I want... Okay, because <laughs> I, because I love the main actor in this one, I want to say it's the Christmas Carol one. It is not the Christmas Carol one, though I do love me some Michael Caine. Michael Caine? Yes. It is not Muppet Christmas Carol. It okay. is Muppet Treasure Island. Okay. Not, because... Not animated. Not animated, but... But it's very good and... It was animated with felt. <laughs> okay, so have you seen the meme that uses Michael Caine from the Christmas Carol... And Tim Curry from the Muppets Treasure Island. I think I know exactly which one you're talking about. The one where it talks about how the Christmas Carol was so good because Michael Caine treats the Muppets like they're actually actors. Yeah. And Tim Curry is so good because he's a Muppet. Yeah. No, I love that meme. He's, it is so accurate. He it, is a is. Muppet. And I love how they, they have the face of like, it's Michael Caine talking down to Kermit. Mm-hmm. And it's just Tim Curry like with all of like them like, Hi! <laughs> Yeah. His no. one solo song that he's got okay. in the entire thing. Yeah. Okay. So not not an animated movie, but I'll give it to you. Yeah. I love this movie because it terrified me as a child, like the black dot. Oh my gosh. I was so scared of the black dot just like appearing <laughs> and being handed a black dot. <laughs> um, but then um, also it was just beautiful it was fun it was chaotic Mm -hmm. ah it was amazing um i also really like the memes that are like you can tell how old somebody is by where they know tim curry from (laughs) like their first memory of tim curry (laughs) okay i was i say muppet treasure island too but yeah um there's that and then you know you've got rocky horror picture show yeah I was never a big fan of that. I wasn't either, but like you can tell someone's age by where they know Tim Curry from. I agreed. Agreed. Okay. So you ready for number five for me? Yes. This movie will always be in my heart. No, that can't be your number five. (laughs) My number five. Tarzan. Okay. (laughs) I absolutely love the soundtrack for Tarzan. Oh yeah, it's banging. I also I can't remember what the name of the guy is on Instagram and TikTok where it's like the hey, we need a soundtrack for this movie about a boy that gets uh, lost by his parents because the jaguar eats him and he gets rescued by a gorilla. But you know, don't make it too fire. Mm-hmm. You'll be in my heart. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's just so good. I mm-hmm. absolutely love it. I loved the also the Tarzan animated series that came out after that. Oh. It was mm-hmm. really cool just to kind of see like the friendships between you know turk and tarzan and i can't what the elephant's name is right now Mm -hmm. but all of that and them like living in the jungle and jane it was it was just interesting to watch like the dynamics Mm -hmm. and i know it was all animated and was it was probably all just obviously it's made up it's fiction but (laughs) it was probably all it was all probably made up it's it's actually an animated (laughs) documentary about tarzan's life but (laughs) it's okay just listen to carol burnett 
Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I I loved the movies that got an animated series after the reception of their movie, which is gonna be a big theme with my list. Okay, got Just it. A little foreshadowing. Okay. But yeah, so my number five was Tarzan. Number four. Number four for me was Mulan. Really? Yes. No. Was it yours? That's it's it's all <laughs> it's my number four. <laughs> Yeah, I loved this movie. It was so empowering. It had a really cool soundtrack. And plus, who doesn't love a fiery, sassy dragon sidekick voiced by Eddie Murphy? So the soundtrack is actually the only reason I put it above Tarzan. Really? Yep. And only because, let's let's be real. When you're out with people and you're going to sing, You'll be in No, my it gets like heart. real awkward real fast. But yeah. if you sing, let's, let's get, get down, down to business. business. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody joins in. Oh, heck yeah. And listen, you, you can go through the entire song with everybody. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows their own motions that they made up to it. I'm never going to catch my breath. Say goodbye to those who know me. But was I a fool in school for cutting gym? This yeah. guy's got scared to death. I can Hope keep going. Right <laughs> Man, I really wish that I knew how to swim. Beyond task. <laughs> okay, so Mulan, a great movie, also based in some historical accuracy. Yes, and just the animation was really cool too. Like, um, I love the motion that they gave while keeping it very steady, very calm. Um, and then, you know, Mushu's fiery power and his little sassy everything. I just really enjoyed the movie all over. It was beautiful. And fun. Mm-hmm. So I just remembered a detail from Tarzan that might flip it. But it, it pulls in from outside of the 90s, 2000 oh, no. era. You do know the fan theory of who Tarzan's related yeah, to, Yeah, right? I've seen that. Mm-hmm. With Elsa and Anna. Yeah. And I, so I just remember that. I'm like, oh, that was actually really cool. I was actually going to mention that. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that, that just like popped into my head because think about like the historical accuracy mm-hmm. and like Mulan like actually pulls in from like cultural rele- um revel not revelation relevancy that's yeah, the word cultural relevancy mm-hmm. of like wartime China and the dynasties and I love that's what that's what it does mm-hmm. Tarzan didn't have that for me oh it didn't have that tie and also as I'm talking about it and th- this is why this is why it bothers me you have what's going on with Frozen right. In how there's all of this chaos when the parents disappear. Mm -hmm. And Tarzan is supposedly the little brother to Anna and Elsa. Mm -hmm. Yet, we have Jane and her father. Mm -hmm. Who kind of exists from like old England. I was going to say, the timeline doesn't really match up. Just like the, the... I mean, the animation style, first of all, it's different. Yeah. Which is annoying to me. But... You're right. It does. The timeline doesn't line up with the way that the characters are depicted. You have like old, like Victorian England, not Victorian, but you know no. what I mean, like yeah. 1800s, 1900s England. For Tarzan. Okay, I was gonna say not for Frozen. But then you have like old, old England. Well, not even England. It's Arendelle. Yeah, more like Sweden. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say you also have the big game hunter. Oh, yeah. So, like, that totally misplaces any sort of timeline in reference to Tarzan being their lost younger brother. Well, that, and also we see Rapunzel and what's-his-face in Frozen. Linton, or Eugene. Eugene, that's his name. I was going to call him Rick. Where? What? I don't know where it was going to come from, but that's what I was going to call him. All I know is that he had a dream that were much less (laughs) touchy-feely. Yeah. And he's he surrounded wanted, by enormous piles of money. Yes, on an island that's always warm and sunny. Okay, we are not in the right decade no, of movies. No, we are completely <laughs> off task. But yes, Mulan number four. Ah, okay. So we uh, go on to number three. Do you want to do your number three first? I'll do my number three because you did number four. Yes. Okay. Hercules. Is that your number three? No. Okay. So yeah, Hercules, which also got a sequel, Zero to Hero, and... Had an animated series. I literally just have the the muses singing in my head right now. <laughs> I can't stop. But the I Can Go the Distance song. Oh, yeah. Amazing ballad. Mm-hmm. There was something about the 90s 
and Disney movies with the ballots, the power ballots. They were on it, like with the power ballots. Hercules, Aladdin, all had power ballots. Yeah, and they were fire too. It wasn't like a lame one that was like, oh, we'll throw this in. That is what I loved about the '90s movies. Every song in a '90s Disney movie was a banger. Yeah. And I like it because you get the movies nowadays and they have awesome soundtracks. You don't really have like ballads. You have like one song that's maybe good. Or you have like a couple that are good and they're catchy, but like Mm -hmm. even, um, what's the strong one? Surface pressure. Surface pressure from Encanto. That's not a ballad. That's a, that's a, that's a. Let's be real. We're we're not in that nineties power ballad era anymore. No, but I wish we were. I would say the the last good power ballad. Was let it go. I don't think let it go is a power ballad. Oh, I, I, you put an electric guitar in there. It's a power ballad. Mm. Well, then what about surface pressure? Not a power ballad. What qualifies let it go as a power ballad versus surface pressure? I think that the tonality of the voice, the instrumentals behind it. I think surface pressure. It's too beat driven. Okay. Like, I'm I'm the strong one. I'm the nervous. I'm as crust as the tough as the earth is. I'm as tough ha- as the crust of the earth is. Yeah, whatever the words. I don't remember the words. <laughs> but it then it stops. Okay. We're like, you know, I can go the distance. And I just realized I'm singing, let's <laughs> get down to business. <laughs> but I, I like, you know, the, like the, uh, you'll be in my heart. Yep. Yes, you'll be in my heart. Whatever yep. the word, yeah. It, it it that the way that the song the crescendos, is, the, the cres- crescendo, cres- crescendos, crescendo. Yeah, that yes. one. Yes, it is. Yeah. I think "Let It Go" is lacking a crescendo as well. Um, I could see that. I feel like yeah, like the way that it's been written, it it has. I think musically, it has the the rise and falls of the notes. Yeah. But yeah, I feel. It's missing like a big, it, big build. Yeah, there's no build. You're right. And like it has somewhat of a build, like when she's bringing everything up to herself. But like it's not like a powering through kind of deal. It's more of a letting, oh, well, letting, letting go. it go. Letting go? Yeah. Would, would you say <laughs> that Elsa let go? Uh, now, does she let herself go or just let go of what was holding her back? I think she lets go of the expectations mm. and demands of others. Mm. Yes. Whereas a power ballad is reaching into yourself and finding the inner strength. Yes, I would agree with that. You know what? I I also, I I kind of, I miss from the 90s movies that they are now, they're doing them in the movies currently that I wish they'd stop. The stupid songs. Oh, the Dinky Doos? Yeah, like a 30 second, like silly song. Like, I mean, listen, I love Sven. Mm Mm-hmm. I love. Reindeers uh, are better than people. Yeah, I like the song is funny, but really like, you have Jonathan Groff mm-hmm. right there. And you're going to... Th- that's the song you have him sing? <laughs> there almost needs to be like just a, a movie or a show about him growing up and he's with the trolls and they do start singing all their songs and doing that oh, stuff. I, I think there's, there should definitely be like a, like a bunch of animated shorts. Oh, there should be. But More than just Olaf. You, you have one of the best... Actors and singers of the modern era. Oh, yeah. And you, the, you have him sing one song. And it's a ditty. One song. And yes, he plays the role of the person and of the reindeer. But that's it? Mm-hmm. That's all you have him sing? Yo, bring back Phil Collins. Like, <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda's great, but I need a Phil Collins Yo, power ballad. What, what if we did? What if there was Phil Collins and Lynn? A collab. <laughs> Listen, I, you, you're saying it. I was thinking it. Now we're talking about it. And we need to get back it, on task. It needs to happen. It does need to happen. It needs to happen. Okay. So do you okay. want to do your your number three? My number three has to do with a late, great, wonderful actor who did the voice of one of the most beloved characters, I think, in our childhood. Aladdin with Genie. Oh. Yeah. I adore. Adore this movie, and it was great. For, so a lot of mine are based on rewatch value that you had with a sibling. So both I, kids I could be watch able it. To talk about that, I understand. So I'm speaking of my experience of Jeremy and I. As much as we fought, we also did like some of the same things. 
And there were certain movies and certain like shows that we could watch and rewatch and not hate each other for two minutes. <laughs> uh, we're much better now. Don't worry. But the movies that I picked are definitely like they've got elements that both, um, you know, someone more inclined to princesses or someone more inclined to heroics or, mm -hmm. you know, someone more inclined to the funny sidekick or the or Aladdin's kind of in the middle. It really hits down the middle. Um, the jokes are great. They're all there. There's a little bit of the scary stuff with Jafar and the, in the cave of wonders, you know, that was kind of scary. Um, but then you've got genie, you've got the carpet, you've got, um, just so many great one-liners and the catchy songs. Great rewatch. So when I was thinking about catchy songs, the only song that I could really think of mm -hmm. Prince Ali, Fabulous Ali Ababwa. That's it. That's all I could think of. Mm -hmm. Oh, you, you've got a friend like me. You've got a friend in me. Yeah. Oh, no. So you got a uh, friend like me. Yes. You ain't never had a friend like me. You ain't never, because you've got a friend. Yeah, it's totally me. different. Yeah, that, that's, toy, that's Toy Story. You almost said Toys R Us again. <laughs> I, I keep wanting to call it Toys R Us. <laughs> Listen, I will say, again, a little side trick, there was a Buzz Lightyear at Toys R Us. Did you want to get it? No. It didn't have a button where you could press it, and it was Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Oh, that's lame. It also didn't have the little laser, it didn't have little flip-up thing. They're forgetting the key details of the toys. If you're going to make a toy about a toy, you have to give it the features that that toy had. Yes. It, its visor didn't go up. Oh. It didn't have the button that you could press for its wings to go out. That's it. Didn't have the thing that went up or the laser. Mm -mm. None of it. Mm -mm. None of it. Mm. Yeah. So Aladdin. I could show you the world. Yep. That was a good wow, one. Wow. Wow. I am a little upset that I forgot all of these songs and didn't put them on my list, especially because we just saw the musical not too long ago. Yes, we did, and it was great. I will. That is the one thing that. I love seeing the different actors and the musical interpretations, mm -hmm. their presentations of Genie, because I feel like they all, that is a character that does well in live action. Yes. If you have an actor who can play it. You cannot try to just replicate. No. You have to and really become your own Genie. I will say, I did like the way that they did Genie's story in the live action version. Oh, yeah, that was Will good. Smith. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a fan of Will Smith's version Portrayal. of the Genie. Hmm. You know, to be honest, I haven't seen it. Honestly, it's, Give or take. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard people who like it, I've heard people who hate it. Mm -hmm. I think that, I mean, the story, all the fundamentals are there. They really played more into Jasmine's, like, you know, drive to be a leader and be heard. Mm -hmm. And they did more of the politicalness there. Yep. I don't think that the genie played well with that CGI. Okay. I think part of it was the CGI. I also think that, you know, they were trying to force the genie to be too modern and hip. Oh. But they weren't like doing modern R&B. They're doing like circa 1990s Big Willie style R&B. Oh, so like. And it yeah. just, it didn't play well. It didn't translate, didn't mesh. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was my number three. That was your number three? Mm-hmm. You want me to do number two or you want to do number two first? I'll do number two. Okay. So number two for me, circling back to one that's already been mentioned, was Tarzan. Okay. It had great rewatch value. It had the terrifying stuff it had the like with the game hunter and then you know the top 10 disney deaths in movies he was one of them um the hanging in the shadows mm -hmm. it was creepy and you know you just hear the thunder crack <gasps> um but then i also love jane i wanted to be jane for like ever i wanted to be jane uh and the the monkeys in the camp with the knocking on everything to oh, make the yeah. music. That was... Uh, the mess around in the camp? Yeah, just mm -hmm. take my soul. Now, did you ever notice that Jane's dress is kind of just a simpler version of Belle's dress? Yes. And I wanted to be both of them, so... So you just like yellow. You see where I was going with that? <laughs> as you're clutching a yellow pillow. That has the little poofs. <laughs> So did Belle's like, dress, and I, so did Jane's dress. I like my poofy pillow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. I also wanted to slide around the trees. Oh, yeah. I, and swing on the vines, so. You know how mad it how it was when I was a kid, I would climb trees, that I would go up there barefoot? You know how mad it was when I realized <laughs> that if you try to slide on a branch, you don't slide on a branch? <laughs> you know what happens if you try to slide on a branch? Lots of pain. You cut up your feet. 
and it hurts <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I was not the brightest kid. That's okay. I wasn't either. So uh, my number two. I think it's a great movie. It had phenomenal rewatch value as a kid. I think it has even better rewatch value as an adult. A goofy movie. Ah, uh, yes. Your favorite. Yes. I mean, one, had a phenomenal song with Eye to Eye. It also had a phenomenal song when, like, the whole song where they're fishing mm-hmm. and they're, like, floating in the car. Amazing. The premise of the movie, as a child, Max just wants to go to the concert mm-hmm. and see this girl and impress her. And as a child, you're watching Goofy, like, and it really seems like Goofy's just trying to keep him from that. Mm-hmm. But as an adult watching, it's like, no, Goofy just wants to spend time with his kid as a kid. Because once he grows up, you no longer have that. I know. That's gone. They did a great job of putting both sides of the story in. It was makes me cry. You're actually crying. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I love that. Also, I mean, if you follow our TikTok and Instagram, I love Roxanne. Yeah, I know. Roxanne was like my childhood crush. Mm-hmm. Like Roxanne was great. I don't think you ever grew out of it. No, I I, I still want a shirt. Like I love the song, you know, Roxanne. Just because it says the name Roxanne. I don't care about the red light and all that. No, you just like Roxanne. I just a like lot. Roxanne. Yeah. yeah. Um, you definitely never grew out of that Mm-mm. adoration. I don't plan to. I know. It was a really good movie. Uh I think I did not enjoy it as much as some of the other ones growing up so it didn't make it on my list but that's just personal preference i will say it was really cool as a kid watching a goofy movie when like a few years after the goofy movie came out mm-hmm. we then had an extremely goofy movie where max is in college yes and then we also had house of mouse which did you ever watch house of mouse no house of mouse is basically mickey mouse like owns like this like nightclub where there's like variety acts oh and it's, it's all of like the characters that were in the all tables. the movies yeah and Max mm-hmm. was the one of the waiters there. So you got mm-hmm. to kind of see Max a little older. So you, as you grew up in the 90s into the 1000s, you got to watch Max grow up, which was such a thing that you really didn't see in cartoons yeah. at all. You I never, mean, Ash you never, never grew up. Yeah, Ash never grew up. Although now he's, he's champion and there's only going to be four more episodes okay. of Road to Be a Master. But... You, you don't get to see kids grow up. I feel like the yep. only other kid that we saw grow up in cartoons was Ben 10. And I think that's why I, I bonded with Ben 10 because as the Ben 10 show progressed and I got older, Ben 10 got older. Mm-hmm. And same with Max. Like I love watching characters get older and grow up and go through different challenges. You know, it's not something we see with the South Park kids. South Park has been the same age since they were, uh, I'm sorry, they've grown one grade in 26 seasons. Yep. It was definitely not something that uh, people really paid attention to, but as kids, we did. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, eventually you get too old and you grow out of those cartoons, but if they grow with you, then you mm-hmm. also maintain that an audience, or at least some of it, more than you would if you had just stagnant age. We each have one more movie. Yes. You want me to go first? Let's rock, paper, scissors for it. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. I okay. First. Yeah. This movie had so many one-liners. Oh, boy. Absolutely love it. Involves two of my favorite voice actors. Oh. Patrick Warburton, Mm -hmm. John Goodman, David Spade. Boom, baby. Emperor's New Groove. That wasn't 2001? 2000. Oh, my gosh. I totally didn't even think about that one. That is iconic. It is. Happy, I... sad, happy, sad. You see, this is a sad llama. It's a bad llama. <laughs> bad llama. <laughs> I love the wife in that. Oh, she's great. She's, uh, if I was ever to be a mother and have three kids, I'd want to be her. I'd want to be her. You can mm. be. Let's eat Yzma and Kronk, though. <sighs> right. The boys for Cusco. Cusco's poison. The poison, especially for Cusco. I love how those sound bites are coming back through in reels and TikToks because it is fabulous to it's, see what people are doing with them. They're I so funny. Love that movie. And then I told you, it's like a lot of the shows or a lot of movies that I have on my list ended up becoming animated series. Mm-hmm. You know, Tarzan had the animated series, Hercules had the animated series. Yep. Goofy had Goof Troop. Emperor's New Groove 
had Emperor's New School. Yes. Which was not the best show. Mm-hmm. However, it was interesting every week to watch, like, when pull the lever, crunk, and he pulls the lever, what random thing was going to happen as they go down to the, to the lab. Yeah. And what random potion Yzma was going to have. Of course. Yeah. So I, I have Emperor's New Groove as my number one Disney movie from the 90s to 2000s. I can see that. And I'm a little mad that I didn't think about it before, but I don't think I could have knocked any of the ones off of my list that I put on here. I love them all terribly. Um, circling back to one of the ones that's already been mentioned is my number one. Let me guess. Um, um, Hercules. Why would you take away my thunder like that? Because boom, baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's Hercules. Rewatch value right up there. It is very good. Um, The songs, iconic. They are stuck in my head most days. The one-liners, fantastic. The sass level with Hades, right up there. It was a terrible depiction of Greek mythology, but as a child, you don't need to know all the stupid stuff that goes on in those stories. Have you seen the interviews with James Wood talking about his play on Hades? No. So they had the I don't think they had the, the the storyboard drawing of Hades. Yep. And then they had like different actors audition for it. Mm-hmm. And James Woods was talking about how everyone was kind of coming in like, "My name is Hades. Oh, no, I no, am no. brother to Zeus." Like, yeah, like deep big, voice kind of thing. Yeah. And he came in and was like super sassy with it, and was like oh dejecting gosh. like everything. And they loved it. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. That's exactly what that character needed to be, though. You can't have too scary of a voice for a children's movie. Mm-hmm. You need to have somebody who's more like, hey, what's up? Nah, 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 nah. I feel like they also, like, I, granted, it was a terrible depiction of mythology. Oh, terrible. However, you know, Poseidon, Zeus, Hades, they're all brothers mm-hmm. in in the Greek mythology. Yep. And, you know, Zeus being the favorite who becomes the, the god of gods... I think it was a perfect depiction for Hades to be the like, salty younger brother or the exactly, salty other brother. Exactly. Yeah. He was the other brother. Mm-hmm. No, they did a fantastic job with it. And I liked how they weren't afraid to get like nitty gritty with the battle scenes. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The, like, the battle with the Hydra? Yeah. And when Hercules gives up his power and he's beat to crap. The, their use of lighting and shading in that oh, movie. It's beautiful. And like I know that like, I've I've been a stickler. Like I like animation styles, mm-hmm. but I like my animation styles in a movie or a TV show to be concrete. I want it to all be the same. Mm-hmm. That Hydra scene is one of my favorite animation scenes. Yeah, they did a really good job with switching over on that one. It really helped a kid understand that something significant had just happened. He lost his power. He was or he had given it up. Well, I'm talking about the Hydra fight, where like the Hydra's like. 3D shaded. Oh, oh, oh. Now I remember what you mean. Yeah. And like you could tell it was like highly detailed. Well, yeah, because I don't think that you could have communicated that many heads and the rate that they were growing back without mm-hmm. having that 3D animation. So otherwise, it just looks so flat. Exactly. Yeah. But like, you're right. Even with the shading, like to like they go from like Hercules being bright and colorful to now all of a sudden being this muted, like less saturation. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when you're losing health in a video game. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was a little, uh, little, nah, a little, jab. little, little side dig. Joss and I are currently playing through a video game right now, and we're learning that, you know, when the screen goes grayscale, it means that we're almost about to die. I'm sorry. I haven't played like through an actual video game that has battles and such. Yes. In well, years. You're learning. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this list, this exercise in in listening to instructions. <laughs> so uh, right now on Instagram, we are doing a special giveaway to thank you for getting us to 500 followers on Instagram. Golf clap to you. So if you go to Instagram, you will see we have a big post that says giveaway. It's probably pinned to the top. And we are currently giving away a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1991 collector's case, a Mondo Gecko NECA figure, and a, an original Mondo Gecko from the 90s. Yeah, so you get like the best of all yeah, You get the old, worlds. the new, and something cool to display. Yeah. So kind of like what we are. We're old, we like new things, and we like to display them. 
I don't like that we're old. But we're young enough, so we're still new. Okay. We're going to be new to our 30s this year. Yeah, new to the 30s. Yeah, so that we're doing a giveaway. So, you know, go over on Instagram. Make sure you like, follow, share, subscribe, all the things. You know what to do. Yeah. The instructions and, are in the comments and in the yeah, in the page or exactly. in the post. Yeah. So we'll go over to Instagram and make sure you enter in that giveaway. It's really cool. Please get out of my house. Yeah, Jocelyn, this is a way for Jocelyn to get things out of the basement. That I just said, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna display it at some point. I'm up I'm gonna find a place for it. I'm just waiting for the right spot to open up on one of the shelves. Spoiler alert, it never opens up. Yeah, no, we have over I actually counted, I know I put it on in, on uh one of the videos. We have over 30 gaming systems Woo! in this basement. And if we plug any more into that circuit, it's gonna, it's gonna trip. Yeah, we, we found out that the other day. Whoopsies. The limit is 10. <laughs> yes. Actually, there are more than 10 plugged in there. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's probably why. Yeah, probably. Yep. Okay. But yeah, so uh, we like to close out every show with some 90s trivia. And we have three questions from our lovely 90s trivia trivia box that we are going to ask each other. Okay. And I don't think I picked out ones that are too difficult this time. Okay. I have like one that's like perfectly themed for today's podcast. Okay. Do you mind if I ask that one first? Go right ahead. Which one of the following animated Disney films? I promise you I didn't search through the cards for this one. It happened one of the first like out of like the five that we usually pick. It was just right there. I loved that. So which one of the following animated Disney films was not released in the 90s. Oh, gosh. Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. Only one of these, by the way. Little Mermaid. Was not released in the 90s. Little Mermaid. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because I, I looked you, at you, every single other one of those I on look, the list. This one's a nice easy one for you. <laughs> yeah. But I was surprised that... Beauty and the Beast and Lion... Okay, I knew Beauty and the Beast was because I listened to 90s Noise mm-hmm. and they just did a review of Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. It was really good. If, go, go check out 90s Noise. They are phenomenal. But uh, yeah, Lion King was also a 90s movie. Yep. And I was amazed. It didn't make either of our list. No, and I think we are more drawn to... I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, I would say we're not drawn to the animals, but Goofy movie. Yeah. So... I did want to, I had one comment that I wanted to make about the the topic for today. I enjoyed almost every single one of the movies that was on that list of uh, Disney movies that were released between 1990 and 2000 because we were at that perfect age where mm-hmm. it was probably irresponsible to bring us to a movie theater, oh, right? Yeah. We were way too young. So we got to see these movies as they came out to video, and then we obsessively rewatched them. Especially those ones at the beginning of the list, like yeah. Aladdin. Yes. So the first time we saw them, it was already on VHS. Mm-hmm. So we could watch it like anytime we picked it up from the library or something. The later Disney movies that came out, you know, we were anticipated it, we saw it coming, and then we had to go to the theater or watch it, and then we had to wait for it to come out. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't as like, oh, here's just something that you grew up with. You know what I mean? These mm-hmm. movies, we really like were born at the right time to enjoy these movies for our childhood. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. That was my spiel. Okay. That's all. Okay. So I'm going to read each one of these clues and uh, hopefully you can guess it before we run out of clues. Okay. Okay. You have to guess the person. Okay. I invented the kickflip McTwist, the 720 and the 900. Tony Hawk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was just listening to a podcast and he was on it talking about that. (laughs) That's really funny. The man broke his femur. Yeah, that's crazy. Ready for this? Yep. It's a numbers game. It's the Mambo number Lou Bega's song is a little bit of. Mambo number nine. No. Mambo number eight? No. What is it? Mambo number five. Oh. We have talked about Mambo number five so many times on the podcast. Sorry. Lou Bega's Mambo Number no. 5 became the WB Kids commercial. Yeah, I don't know why I thought Mambo Number no. 9. Okay. Uh, 90 Spelling Bee, just spell the name. We'll give you two tries. Shia LaBeouf. S H I A. Yeah. L A. B E. O U F. Yes, you got it. <laughs> Yay for all my years in French. It means Shia the Beef. 
a.k.a. Lewis Stevens from Even Stevens. Oh, my gosh. All of my years of taking French <laughs> for nine years of school paid off. <laughs> can I speak a fluent sentence in French? Not really. <laughs> no. But I can spell la bouffe. Okay. What links these clues together? Okay. Grunge, supersonic, Starbucks. Want me to say them again? Yeah, I have no idea. Grunge? Yeah. Supersonics, Starbucks. Want me to add one more in there to see if it'll help out? Yeah. Frasier. Oh, Seattle? Seattle. Oh, okay. Frasier was not on the card, but I, I would yeah. think it would help. Yeah, Seattle yeah. or Starbucks threw me off. Starbucks got its start in Seattle. I know, but I couldn't... I didn't know it was trying to be a place. Or yeah. Like, I grunge. So Seattle is the home to the Supersonics, grunge music, and Starbucks. I didn't know about the Supersonics. So, all right. Yeah. Ready? Last one. Put these shows in order. They aired on ABC's 1993 TGIF programming lineup from earliest to latest. Like earliest in the evening to latest in the evening? Yeah. Okay. Four shows? Three. Three? Now you're familiar with all these shows. It's just a matter of three TGIF lineup. I've looked at the ABC, TGIF yeah. lineup because I want to do a podcast on it. Yep. So I, I figured this wasn't unfamiliar to you, but it was still a challenge. Okay. Oh. The three shows. Wait, can I can I guess the shows? Yeah. Is it Family Matters? Yeah. Step by Step. Yeah. And Full House. No. Dinosaurs. No. Okay. What's the last one? Boy Meets World. Is it Boy Meets World, Family Matters, then Step by Step? No. Is it Family Matters then Step by Step? No. Really. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Family Matters. Yep. Boy Meets World. Step by step. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I I know that in the pilot, well, not the pilot episode, the second episode of Step by Step, Urkel makes a cameo appearance. Mm. So that's why I thought it went Family Matters step by step. No, there was Boy Meets World in the middle of that. Okay. I knew I knew Family Matters had to come before. Step by step. He would leave the show and then go to step by step for that episode. Yeah. Via jetpack. That's Gotta literally what happens in the second episode of Step by Step. Gotta love it. That was our TGIF lineup. TGIF. The year Unf- we were born. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. 30 years ago. So uh, hopefully you've enjoyed tonight's podcast of us going over 90s trivia and our top five animated Disney movies with Jason's little asterisk for the Muppets. I will always have an asterisk for the Muppets. Make sure you find us on Instagram and TikTok. You like, follow, subscribe, share the page, share the podcast, leave a review. You know all the things that people ask you to do. But I've been Alex. And I'm Jocelyn. And this has been Nostalgia Junkies. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast. Follow us on social media. Subscribe to the podcast and make sure to never miss an episode. Till the next episode. 